Welcome to the Quick Mix Podcast. This is a podcast about cooking and baking competitive shows. I'm Q. And I'm M. On your marks. Get set. Podcast! Hi everybody, this is Q. And I'm M. And welcome to Italian Bread Week. Seriously. <laughs> Wait. This is a week on Italian bread. Wait, I'm getting a note here. It's just bread week. It's not Italian bread week, you say. Um, it, I'm just going to start off the show with a conspiracy theory. So, do you think that Jurgen was doing so well? <laughs> <laughs> and Giuseppe who was clearly in second place last week and mm -hmm. the week before. Mm -hmm. Do you think the producers kind of skewed things toward so that Jurgen wouldn't win the third Star Baker in a row? Just to make things more interesting. I'm just going to say that this week was more Italian than Japanese week was <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> this week was more Italian than bread. I mean... I'm, I'm kind of interested to know like when they actually set these challenges because if they set these challenges before the season even started, I'd say it's fair game, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like everything goes. You can make focaccia this week. That's fine. But if they set the challenges like after like week two like, and they set, they might have skewed it heavily toward Josephine to take home Starbaker and to uh, kind of make things more interesting than having Jurgen dominate the whole time. Both the signature and the technical were heavily Italian. Correct, yes. And Giuseppe looked very good. <laughs> he did. Yeah. And then the, I mean, the showstopper wasn't, though. I mean, they said that, I think Giuseppe said that, uh, like, milk bread is kind of like a... It is an Italian cuisine. It's an Italian cuisine, but it's like, it's like mini ones that they would make. Not as big, I guess. I think what he said was, I already nailed the first two. I just need to do average in the third one, and I'm probably going to win this thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was the subtext that I was getting. But yeah, interesting challenges. No spoilers. From the producers. No. Um, I would be, yeah, I, I need to know when they make these challenges. Like, are they doing it week by week? Or if they do it all in the beginning of the, the show, then, you know, then it's just a coincidence. But yeah, Jurgen was... Uh, Kind of knocked off the pedestal this week, huh? Yes. <laughs> okay. uh, I thought yeah. that was rhetorical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I guess it was rhetorical. Uh, let's let's get into the intro. Noel and Matt are fishing, and Matt is using one of Prue's crusty baps as bait. I had to look up what a bap was, but it's just a a baguette. It's just a nickname for a baguette. Mm. Yep, and. uh Noel is using one of Paul's sourdoughs to catch a fish, which he does catch a fish. Then the fish is disgusting. And then, ooh, it's overproved, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, what, do you, what do you think this ranks so far in, in the openings? This was a better intro than last week, for sure. Okay, so you, you still think uh, my flaky pastry tart was your favorite? Yeah. And then this one and the last week's? Definitely. Okay, I, I think this is the best one of the season so far. Well... I, I agree that it was better than last week's. Yeah. Yeah, where they were just biscuits and they were eaten. Right. But uh, I, I like this better than my flaky pastry tart. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think that's the one difference between me and you right now. 
is our reception to that uh, very long first intro. It's not the length of it that, for you, I think it's the length, but I'm just talking about the concept, the entertainment value. Yeah. It's much better than the, the intro to episode two. No, no, yeah, this one is definitely better than the intro of episode two, but um, I mean, comedic value of my flaky pastry tart. I like the mullets, I guess. Mm-hmm. The lyrics were kind of funny. I don't know. It was just very cringy. We'll get back to it. Like my flaky pastry tart, my, my, flaky, my flaky pastry tart, very hard to say, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like a demonstration of the dark side of globalization. Wow. Yeah. But, okay. uh, that's a whole nother show. That's a whole nother show. And when we bring all the intros, but yeah, we, we can agree that this was a good one. Yes. Yeah. Um, we hear some of the bakers before we start the episode. Lizzie says she's shocked that she's still here and she's terrified for bread week, setting up the dread of the episode. Bread dread, I must say. Uh, Christelle and George are intimidated by making bread for Paul Hollywood, who is the bread king. And Josephine says he feels. He should be comfortable because bread and pizza is what he does at home. <laughs> However, when he does it at home, it takes him a couple of days. Right. So already setting the storyline of the episode that Jessupi is very at home right now with bread. And we learned in like the bios that Jurgen also is very comfortable with bread. Okay. I mean, in, in his bio, like before we, like in his preview... One of the things that we read about him was that he's very comfortable with bread. Right, right, right. Right. Um, and then we get into the episode. So, uh, shall we get into the signature? Let's. All right. So uh, for the signature bake, the bakers are tasked with making a focaccia, any style or flavor. The focaccia must have a crispy crust with an open, irregular crumb structure. The bakers get two hours and 45 minutes. Um, Noel and Matt make some kind of joke where Paul is the Lord of the Loaf, and they make some kind of Lord of the Dance uh, song to Paul being the Lord of the Loaf. I'm not really familiar with the Lord of the Dance, besides like infomercials when I was watching TV um, when I was younger. <laughs> are you fa- are you familiar with the Lord of the Dance? A little bit, yes. Yeah. Is it just like dancing like in a line, very rhythmically? Something like that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I will say Matt has managed to sing in every episode. I think you're right. So I didn't think about that. Yeah. Every yeah. episode he's sung something. Like there was the Flintstones thing. Mm-hmm. And then last week, I forgot what he did. You remember? Yeah, what did he sing? I know he sang though. Yeah. Maybe not. Well, I'm <laughs> <laughs> okay. just kidding. I don't All know. Right. <laughs> uh, Prue says the outside of the focaccia must be crusty and the inside must be soft and loose. Paul says the bakers must understand you need a lot of water because if there isn't enough water, it'll be cakey. Well, you know, bread gotta be hydrated. Hydrate your breads, y'all. Mm-hmm. The ingredients on the inside will be key to the focaccia. Um, let's get into our first baker, which is Amanda, our police detective. She is making chasing rainbows focaccia. Very punny there. That was a good name. Yeah. So uh, she said that she's using meze style ingredients, which I had to look up. Meze means Mediterranean style appetizers. Mm-hmm. So I guess like a lot of like pickled things, um, like olives and whatnot. There was a lot of olives this round. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of olives. 
Um, her focaccia features a lattice, which helps arrange her olives. Stuffed peppers. She uses... Um, so th- she said that her, um, her lattice helps arrange all of her like, ingredients into like, neat lines. Right. However, what she did was she kind of put the toppings in a line that went like, kind of straight through the focaccia. So that there's not like uh, there's not the same ingredients in like every single bite of the focaccia, which is kind of interesting. So you couldn't get a good mix. She's, no, she specifically said if you don't like a certain bit of it, you wouldn't get it. Yeah, I think what she was thinking was that like if the judges liked, you know, if they really liked olives or they liked if they didn't like feta cheese, mm-hmm. they could go for the piece that had olives and then didn't have feta cheese. But I don't think this is a solid strategy for like this show because the judges want like to taste every single ingredient and like every single bites yes yeah you know how like sometimes you get nachos and then sometimes in the corner of the nachos they put like the jalapenos mm-hmm. and then like you're supposed to do like take your nacho and if you want the jalapeno you go to the corner with the, the jalapenos and you scoop that up right yeah i don't think that's what the judges want. too much work <laughs> it's too yeah. much work no they want to like cut a piece of focaccia and that piece will contain all the ingredients that you have inside. Not like you don't really pick and choose which ingredients you want. Yes, which is an interesting strategy, um, kind of from Amanda to kind of like think about that. I mean, I guess like feta cheese is kind of polarizing. I enjoy feta, but maybe there's some people that don't like it. If you thought one of the judges didn't like feta cheese, you probably should not have used it, though. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. Instead of like putting it like in a line in the middle of your (laughs) focaccia. But uh, yeah. Um, During judging, the judges say her focaccia is overbaked. It needs to come out of the oven five minutes prior. And they said specifically the fillings are uneven because it's in lines. Paul said if you put less flavors and and had them all in one bite, you would have smashed it. So he did not like the strategy. He wanted the the fillings to be evenly spread throughout the focaccia. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of a misfire from Amanda on strategy-wise with the, the fillings. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think they did like her focaccia. Yeah, I think yeah. so. All right, up next, we have Chiggs, our sales manager. And he is making a Spanish cheesy meaty focaccia. Sounds good. It did. Yeah. It Give did. me that meat. Yum, yum, yum. Yes. Like that meat. It's going to have garlic and thyme infused oil with spicy chorizo and manchego cheese and spicy mm. picante peppers. Oh, yeah. He has a little, I don't know if you'd call it a skit or a scene with Matt where he congratulates him on baking the first invisible bread. Oh, yeah. Do you that remember that? funny. Yeah. Yeah. And then Chicks cut him a slice. Yeah. And then Matt did his Paul impression oh, yeah. on how he couldn't really taste the bread. I mean, um, we had Lottie last season. We didn't get really any mime scenes. Right. So maybe this is making up for that. Nope. Okay, during judging... <laughs> <laughs> during judging, Prue said that the flavors are lovely. It's really powerful and it's delicious. However, Paul said that the way that he put the cheese on, which was kind of in different locations, you end up with dry spots because it has exposed dough and he overbaked it. Hmm. But he did have great flavors, though. So, not bad. Again, mixed bag. Yeah, mixed bag. All right, next we have Christelle, our client relationship manager. 
Christelle is also using feta. She's making feta and grape focaccia bread with fennel and walnut. <clears throat> she said that she once had roasted grapes with fennel while she was on holiday, which we know as vacation. And she liked it very much, so she decided to be a risk taker and try this out on a focaccia. And focaccia will also have walnuts, fennel, and roasted grapes. Um, she kind of rushes at the end when she's pulling her bread out of the oven. And as they say, like, time, she almost drops, like, the whole focaccia. Did you catch that? Mm. And she says, in, uh, I think she was kind of, like, scared. And she said, oh, my mum, which is an expression I've never heard before. Like, I don't drop things and say, oh, my mum. Like, maybe <laughs> I will, because that's kind of funny. Um, yep. And then Matt reminds her, like, time is over. And he says, please step away from your bags, Christelle. Because <laughs> I think she was still kind of, like, Right, she Touching was. It, yeah, yeah, kind of yeah, funny. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't judging. The judges said that her focaccia needed to be thicker, and it, that it was annoyingly thin. <laughs> However, they said her flavors were beautiful and unusual, but great. Um, in response to all that, in like kind of the after segment, Christelle says, "You know what? I don't really mind being annoyingly thin. I think she was very satisfied with her judging." Yeah, yeah, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. All right, up next we have our student Freya, and Freya is making Mexican fajita focaccia. Mm. This one sounded good to me also. Give me that chipotle. So her, <laughs> her family eats fajitas every week religiously, she says. Maybe they have like a fajita Friday or something. Yeah, could be. Every or it's like week. fajita Monday. <laughs> it's just random. <laughs> like it just varies from week to week. Yeah. <laughs> However, Freya does not really like spicy foods. It is going to feature cayenne pepper and smoked paprika with peppers and onions. Noel asks Freya if she makes bread, and she says no, she does not make bread at mm. all. It's a bit of a faff, which I had to look up. Yeah. Apparently, it's British slang for an overcomplicated task, especially one perceived as a waste of time. Wow. <laughs> okay, I didn't know that. Also, we catch a scene because in this episode, Noel is wearing a striped red and white sweater oh i got something to say i had to do some research on this too okay you can go ahead and explain what happened here okay essentially freya is alluding that noel looks like what we would normally call waldo correct but they apparently call wally yeah just like they have biscuit monster we have cookie monster right (laughs) (laughs) tell me tell me what did you learn so i looked up is that is where's Wally the same as where's Wado? Right. And it turns out that where's Wally is was originally where's Wado. So where's Wally was first, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, they where's Wally was the original where's Wado, and then when they decided to publish where's Wally in the U.S., for some reason they didn't think the name Wally was like American enough, so they changed his name to Wado to make it more like a. Because, to America. because I know so many Americans named Waldo. Right? <laughs> this is a really weird thing. I was like, why, did, why didn't they just keep Wally? But they wanted to uh, market it to Americans, so they changed it to Waddle. I don't know why. That makes absolutely no sense at all. No, nope, but I mean, that's the original. Waldo is really named Wally. <laughs> I've never met a single Waldo. You haven't? No, maybe it's just because I haven't found them yet. <clears throat> right. Is that why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gotta look harder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a good joke because uh, Noel's wearing like a striped red and white shirt. Yes. Yeah. 
All right, well, during judging, <laughs> Prue was really relieved because she thought it was going to be overspiced and says it was really delicately done. Hmm. Paul says that it smells great, the texture is nice, you get the pepper and the cayenne and the little hints of paprika, and it was well baked. Mm -hmm. So I think this round, Freya, did fairly well. Freya, um, on the record, was my choice to win this week. I had to go back and listen again because yeah. I think we named everybody to I think we did. <laughs> either win or go home. So just to recap, All right. you talked me off of Giuseppe. <laughs> <laughs> You did not let me pick Giuseppe. So I went with Chiggs. You went with Freya. Right. And then to go home, you went with Rochika. And I sadly went with Amanda. Mm, interesting. After changing a million times. Guess we're going to find out who's wrong and who's right at the end of the episode. Well, yes. <laughs> Next, we have George, who is our shared lives coordinator. He is making Greek-inspired focaccia. He is also going meze style, some Mediterranean appetizer style. His focaccia is topped with onion, parsley, olives, and halloumi cheese, as well as dried mint and cherry kernel. So it's kind of funny because, like, George tells Paul he didn't use all of his water in his recipe because he didn't think it was necessary. And Paul kind of stares at him, to which George kind of freaks out and says, you know, I'm going to do two doughs, <laughs> one with the right amount of water and one with the, you know, better dough with the water amount that I was going to do before Paul stared me down. And then as he's kind of like doing both doughs, he realizes the one with more water feels more right. So he goes ahead and uses the one with more water. So this is an instance where Paul kind of affected the outcome of the bake. Do you think that's kind of... I don't want to say cheating, but kind of like... Like he gave a hint without giving a hint, he, in a way? He, yeah, it was definitely a hint without giving a hint. Mm -hmm. It was definitely some kind of interference. Because mm -hmm. if George, like, if, I mean, if Paul didn't give him that strange look, mm -hmm. right, as he was saying that, like, that sentence, George would have uh, made a, like, a focaccia that wasn't as good. Mm. Like, even during judging, I'm just going to go to judging right now, Paul asked him directly, which dough did he end up using? And he said the second dough, the one that he remade with more water. And Paul said that he liked that the focaccia is packed, the flavors are good. He says it even needs a bit more water. However, it was good and right of him to redo the dough and use the new one. Hmm. So George got kind of an assist here from the judges. I'm trying to think because I feel like Paul already knew who was going to win this week. <laughs> right <laughs> yeah so i don't think it would affect the who the winner would be it could affect who would have gone home possibly that mean like when you're explaining your like bakes to the judges yeah they're gonna react to it right and like he didn't directly tell him to use more water he, he just like that's just kind of a clue i mean of, he didn't really say anything he just kind of stood there right he stood there looking at, like bewildered and angry <laughs> so, <clears throat> body language is conversation people say right, right right okay yep it could be it could be it was it was interesting like i mean george made the right play he read the situation and like adjusted accordingly so you gotta give props to george for that sure sure all right up next we have giuseppe our chief engineer and he's making breakfast and gaita focaccia it reminds him of breakfast that he would have in his hometown with his grandmother. Mm. So 
Giuseppe had olives flown in from his hometown, and the oil was made by his father-in-law. Yep. As we know, he comes from a family of chefs, right? Correct. It's going to also feature cherry tomatoes, and we'll have milk in it. Mm-hmm. Right? Milk bread. Right. <laughs> so, during judging, Prue says that it's really nice. It's soft, but it still has the focaccia structure. And let me tell you, though, when I saw them cut into it, I knew right away this was, like, next level of focaccia. <laughs> Could you tell, too, just from when I cut into it? Yeah, I like yeah. yeah. it was like It was, like, completely on another level. I kind of knew when, like, he was talking about, like, focaccia, just so close to him making it. I was like, this is going to be better than everyone else's. <laughs> you could just tell. So Paul says that it's the sort of focaccia that he would bake. Correct. So that could have gone one way or the other, but I now, think, I think Paul's, kinda... I, when it comes to bread, I think when Paul says, like, I would have made this, right. that's like a 10 out of 10 to him, you know? It's like the ultimate compliment. Right, right, yeah. right. So any surprises here? It's good. Right. <laughs> the things that he, that he particularly liked about it was that, that Giuseppe didn't go overboard with the flavor. He made a beautiful light focaccia, and you got a mouthful of everything. Take note, Amanda, with every bite, <laughs> and that's what focaccia is. He thinks it's beautiful. He says, well done. And then he gets a handshake, a legit handshake, <clears throat> not yep. one from Matt. First handshake of the season, everybody. Yes. First handshake of the season. Yes. It's kind of funny because he gets sort of like in a paralyzed state, and Prue is like, are you all right? <laughs> <Just> <laughs> yeah. Furthermore... Paul then asks Giuseppe for the recipe. Mm -hmm. That is some high praise there. I don't think it get any higher. Right? That's the highest praise you can get for like a bake. A handshake plus Paul asking you for the recipe. Yeah, it doesn't get any better than that. Do you think when Giuseppe gives Paul the recipe, it's going to be like the recipes they get for the technical and it's going to say like, bake it? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's very funny. I didn't think about that. Like step one. Bake the focaccia. No. Just like make it. Step make one, fly in ingredients from my dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably how I would do it if I was giving a recipe yeah. to Paul. Yeah. I mean, so far, this is, this is Giuseppe's episode. Right? So far, but things could take a turn. Right. They could. <laughs> anyway, moving on to Yogan, our IT professional who has been star baker. For the first two episodes. So far, it's only Star Baker. Until the producers right? had enough. Jurgen <laughs> <laughs> is making Kipper Kashia, which is a play on uh, Kippers, which are like, I had to look them up. I was like, what's a Kipper? And it turns out a Kipper is like a, a fish. It's kind of like a herring. And the way they prepare it is they usually split it and then they smoke it. So it sounds very delicious. If you like, you know, smoked fish. Yeah. Which I enjoy. Jurgen says when he moved to the UK, he found that he really liked kippers. And he wanted to use kippers in his uh, focaccia this week. So they contain kippers, tarragon, and boiled eggs. Along with Romano red peppers. At one point, Noel tells Jurgen if he wins Star Baker again, it will be demoralizing to everybody else. And that he will probably get Paul's job. And in turn, Paul will get Noel's job. <laughs> hmm. So, like, it's kind of already a thing where they 
I feel like the show doesn't want Jurgen to win Starbaker again. Just because it would be not as interesting. Mm-hmm. You know. So, let's go to results. Okay. Uh, during judging, the judges said that his bread is slightly overbaked. It needed more proving. They also said that the texture on the inside was too tight and that it was more cake-like than bread-like. They said the flavors were only okay and overall the bread needed to be better. So this is by far Jürgen's worst performance mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. ever. Uh, and kind of like the after segment, he said that this time it didn't go well. And I was actually really surprised by this because I thought uh, Jürgen would do really well at bread. Right. But um, I guess like the texture wasn't there and the flavors weren't there, which was interesting. Hmm. And like, it wasn't just the thing that like, I mean, if it, it would have been one thing if like Jürgen and Giuseppe did really well mm-hmm. and like this Italian bread, but like, Jurgen did not well during this challenge. Right. So, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't like, maybe it just wasn't meant to be that Jurgen's Firebaker three times in a row. Well, we'll find out when we get to the end. <laughs> right. <laughs> no spoilers, guys. No spoilers. I got a couple things on Jurgen. Number one, did mm. you notice it looked like he served his with a salad? Yeah. Did anyone else? I didn't notice anyone else doing that. No. I don't know where he got the ingredients for the salad from. Okay. <laughs> Number two. This is the third episode that we've watched, right? Correct. And in the first two episodes, I'm a big fan of Jurgen. Mm-hmm. I think he's my pick, right, to, yep. to win the whole thing. I kept thinking, he reminds me of somebody, and I couldn't quite place it at first. And mm. I finally placed it. Does he remind him of yourself? No. Does he remind you of me? <laughs> Not at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. He reminds me of Winnie the Pooh. <clears throat> like Winnie the Pooh bear that hangs out with Christopher Robin and Eeyore and Tigger and Piglet. And uh, what's, that, what's that name of that bunny? Rabbit? Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that, what well, other characters are in here? Owl. Owl. <laughs> <laughs> how come those two have really like just names that are just uh, okay all right that's a whole different subject that's for our winnie the pooh cast <laughs> right does he not remind you of winnie the pooh i mean he's very like lovable like he has a soft mellow tone of voice it's true he does think about it next time you watch it and all then right. tell me yeah winnie the pooh <laughs> okay anyway up next we have lizzie and boy, am I excited that we switched bakers and I get to talk about Lizzie. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put out a disclaimer right now. The things that I say that Lizzie says may or may not be true. It's just what I was able to gather. <laughs> Lizzie has the coolest accent. She does. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Lizzie, too. Yeah. All right. So, Lizzie, our car productions operative, is making a final furlong focaccia. So, I believe this is based off the race in Liverpool. I'm assuming it's horse race, right? Mm-hmm. And during the race with her family, they drink a lot of champagne and eat a lot of carbs. Oh, yeah. And she's making a fancy focaccia with truffle oil, garlic, rosemary, and topped with black truffle. Prue even comments that it's peasant bread for a prince. Hmm. 
she has a funny exchange with Noel when she when Noel asks if she likes making bread, and Lizzie says, "No, it's horrible because you don't know what it's thinking, do you?" <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really clever. That's funny. I also was surprised I was able to pick that up. Right. All right. During judging, Prue says that it looks nice. It's lovely. It's got good flavor. It's nice and soft, and it's crisp on the outside. Paul says that it was equally filled. It could have proved a little bit longer just to open it up a little bit more. It has an irregular structure, which is good, a crispy top, which is good, and fantastic flavor, and a good color, so he can't fault it too much. Mm. So Lizzie, I think, had a very good first round. Did you kind of catch that? She said that, like, yeah, I'm using all these really expensive ingredients because I'm not paying for it. Oh, did she? Yeah. I was like, who's paying for it? I did not catch that. Was that doesn't surprise me. That pay for this? I'm sure the show pays for it. I mean, like, truffle is really expensive, you know? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I was worried when she was using the truffle oil because if you watch shows like Chopped, I feel like they put the truffle oil in there as like a test because mm. it rarely ever turns anything good. I enjoy truffle oil. Do you? Yeah. Hmm. What's it t- I've never had it, actually. It, it tastes really rich and it's really fragrant, but it's really good. Hmm. But yeah, truffle itself is like really expensive. Like I went to a fancy restaurant once and they, they showed me like a briefcase and, I, and there was just like truffle mushrooms and they were like, yeah, this briefcase costs a lot of money. <laughs> so, I mean, if I was Lizzie, that's a good strategy too. Like, hey, the producers will pay for anything, huh? I'm just going to go buy this like $100 truffle and use it in my focaccia. I don't know. It's kind of like the strategy where everybody used to like use gold flake in their pastries because mm-hmm. it would like elevate everything. I would do that. You would have quite the shopping list then. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I would like, yeah, I'm tasting it, you guys. I got to taste it. I would just be eating it. Right. (laughs) I would get kicked off the show. It doesn't even make it on the bake. (laughs) No, it doesn't. I was like, it was for research. All right, next we have Maggie, our retired nurse. Uh, Maggie is making a classic focaccia. She says she was sticking with traditional Italian flavors. And it's traditional because it was good in the first place, so why mess with tradition? (laughs) Good point, Maggie. Her focaccia has sun-dried and cherry tomatoes, as well as basil and garlic. And in the drawing, it kind of looks like a pizza. I was like, hmm, pizza, that looks good to me. At home, she says she has never looked in her oven, because at one point, everybody is looking in the oven to see Mm -hmm, how the focaccia is rise. She's like, why does everyone do this? I've never looked at the oven. I was like, really, Maggie? You've never looked in the oven while something bakes? Wow. I look in the oven like all the time when I'm baking. Okay. But, uh, I mean, that's just me. Um, during judging, they say her focaccia looks very attractive. Did you notice that Paul took her focaccia, flipped it on a side, and like tested its structure against the table? At which point, like ingredients fell out of the focaccia. I don't exactly remember that. And I was like, is that kind of fair? Because he kind of just flipped her focaccia. Right. To and the all the side. toppings fell off. Yeah. And that's like before they even tried it. Hmm. I was like, Paul, is that fair? Can you do that? I guess he was just testing the structure. Uh, Prue says that she liked the stretchy texture of the focaccia. Paul says that the focaccia was too soft at the top. It's supposed to be kind of like crispy and crunchy at the top. Mm. And it wasn't that. However, the flavors were good. Overall, decent. But it needed a little bit more mixing in the, the dough. So do you think Paul actually ruined it? I think it did. Like oh. a little bit. Oh, okay. And finally, we have Ochika, our junior HR business partner. She is making a roast garlic focaccia. 
with garlic <laughs> and more garlic <laughs> and also some tomato feta and pesto mm-hmm. and then more garlic <clears throat> gotta love that garlic nom 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 what is cool about this one though is she has a floral design on top mm-hmm. and i thought it was kind of neat kind of different than everybody else's yep so prue comments that it's all garlic <laughs> surprise surprise Paul said that he loves the design on the top but she scorched it it's very strong speaking about the garlic the mm-hmm. texture was okay the problem is it's very strong of garlic <laughs> <laughs> yeah he said he would have applied the garlic differently put it, put it on top and pushed it in mm. the flavorings were not evenly distributed I don't know how he could say that when really all he was tasting was garlic right I guess maybe the tomato and whatnot but. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it is irregular throughout. And then he says, let's ask the vampire referring to Noel and Noel backs away as well. Funny, funny time. <laughs> that was a good funny, yeah. but also I think that it was good in garlic because yeah. it did its job. Or Chica literally made garlic bread. That <laughs> <laughs> was too much. I mean, I like a good garlic. I enjoy a lot of garlic, but I did too. This sounded maybe rough. Maybe it was just too much. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's it for the signature bakes, huh? Yep. We got, I think we got a lot of, like, the flavors are good. Texture's not quite there. Right, like right, a lot right. Of people. Yeah. Except for Giuseppe, who got a handshake. And yeah. Paul asked him, give me this recipe. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, interesting signature. Now we get on to the technical. Let's. So this week's technical is set by Paul. Mm-hmm. Has there ever been a bread week technical that was set by Prue? I don't think so. I don't think so. Huh? Yeah. Or like uh, Mary Berry. Or Mary, yeah. yeah. It is Paul's week, I suppose, huh? Mm-hmm. Paul says, it's a fairly complicated recipe, but be careful how you add the filling. Mm-hmm. And our bakers are, so they start pronouncing it oddly to me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it the way they say it. It's a batch of 15 olive and cheese. They kept saying ciabatta. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Chiabata? Me and my wife were like, Chiabata? Is that like how they say it over there? They don't say like Chiabata? No, they say Chiabata. But when Paul says it, he says Chiabata. He does? Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. But when Noel and Matt say it, it's clearly Chiabata, right? Like yeah, Chiabata. Like Chia Pet. Right. Like you, uh, what was the slogan for Chia Pet? Chia Chia. Chia Chia Bada. I'm also trying to get you to sing in every episode. Right. I'm two for three. You put on the seeds on the little chiabata, and then you water it. Oh, because breadsticks. (laughs) Right. All right. So they have to make this classic chiabata with a holy texture and an even distribution of cheese and olives served along a tzatziki dip. They will have two hours to do this. Then no talks about Paul rubbing tzatziki on Prue's feet while she was sleeping. Matt asks if this was true. Noel says, how is he supposed to know what's a reality or a dream? <laughs> then Matt asks, is this real or a dream? And Noel says, it's a nightmare. We kind of had a similar joke last episode where Noel says that he once went through a looking class. Yeah. And he never woke up and yes. he was in the tent. Yeah. So maybe they're like continuing that. Okay. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> so Paul gives a little insight he says he's looking for a beautiful ciabatta stick same size and same color 
it's a very soft dough and quite tricky to work with. You have to keep the air in. Mm. You want to have an open structure and full of cheese and olives. Mm-hmm. He then says, asterisk, we have an Italian in the tent. He will know what it is, but will he be wise enough to produce it? He will be. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, he will be. Okay. Also, when you saw these breadsticks on the table, mm-hmm. first of all, they were like bread branches. Yeah, they're huge. They were like stacked on top, like three rows high. And these were the biggest things I have ever seen. <laughs> they kind of look like a bread fort. They made like a bread fort. Right? Yeah. Have you ever gone anywhere and had a breadstick of this magnitude before? No, but I want to. They looked really good. I will say that. Yeah. I'm but, used to like Olive Garden breadstick. These things were huge. <laughs> like if you all you can eat it, those breadsticks, you all you could have eaten was like one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, waitress, can I have a box to take some of these home? That's not allowed, you say. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So our bakers had a little bit of difficulties, I think. With oh, this. yeah. Except for one. Except for one person. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to go over the bottom three, the three worst performing bakers. And interesting note, last place and second to last place are the same as last week. Hmm. Did you catch that? Hmm. I, I have something to say hmm. about this. Okay. So last place <laughs> is Rochika. Uh, they said their breadsticks were raw and badly shaped. Not good. Second to last place, again, is Christelle. And she was also in the bottom three in the first week. So Christelle is not doing very good at the technicals. I want to bring it up now. Okay. Last week, I made a mention that I believe it was Matt, Noel, and Jurgen made fun of how messy (laughs) Christelle's station was. You think that trauma stayed with her? Well, this week... While Noel was with Jurgen, Jurgen had an extra piece of dough and he launched it and it landed on Christelle's station. Yeah, my wife was like, why did they do that? I was like, I don't know. To get in her head <laughs> again. You think they're like sabotaging her technicals? Again. That's true. The first time I thought, mm, okay, but this is two <laughs> weeks in a row now. They're kind of picking on her in the technicals, aren't they? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just reporting what I'm seeing. <clears throat> right. During judging, they said that her best things- Needed a lot, or she originally thought that it her breadsticks needed a long proof and a short bake. However, that was wrong. It was the opposite. It needed a short proof and a long bake, which she did not do, resulting in kind of like really flimsy breadsticks. Not good. So, Mm-mm. so I mean, I'm thinking that has to be her storyline, right? That she keeps getting picked on every week. <laughs> no, no, she's bad at technicals. Oh, bad at technicals. Okay, <laughs> right, 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 right. right. Yeah. Or she keeps getting picked on every week. I mean, I don't know any of the other bakers that got dough thrown at them. But yeah, interesting. Um, Christelle and Technicals, you got to watch out for that. We're going to watch out for that next episode. Okay. And then next to, uh, in eighth place, third to last place, we have Maggie. Uh, they said her breadsticks, uh, she forgot to put in onions. She's like, yeah, I forgot to put in onions. Right. <laughs> That's the bottom three of the Technical. And I will cover the top three. I just want to note that. Did you notice that Freya said hella? Like, these are hella long. Yeah. So I was I like, oh, was maybe a... she's been to Northern California. Right, right, right. I thought that was unusual. Because <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a very NorCal thing to say, right? Hella. For people that aren't from California, um, people in Northern California, they say hella a lot. Because hmm. they're saying like a lot of something. Like, that's hella bread means that's a lot of bread. 
Right, right. Uh, which I would enjoy a lot of bread. Mm-hmm. I love hella bread. <laughs> okay. I hella love bread. In third place was Amanda. <laughs> was Amanda. And during judging, Prue said it does taste good. Paul says shape-wise they're good. It's just the color. They needed longer. The tzatziki was nice. And during final judgment, Paul said that a little bit longer in the oven and she would have been pretty much there. It all comes down to the color. Coming in in second place was Lizzie. Were you surprised about this? <clears throat> Lizzie's coming up. She is, huh? Yeah. I was pretty excited about it, actually. She's getting stronger. Prue said that the color is better, referring to some of the others. It's a good shape. It's mm-hmm. nice. Paul says they don't look too bad. It's pretty good. You see where the whole olives are all the way through. The structure is better. And then finally, finally Prue says they were absolutely lovely. Just one or two of them were a bit soft. Mm. So... Great job by Lizzie. I think so, yeah. Doing good. And in first place, Giuseppe. Yep. Who has apparently never made ciabatta bread before. <laughs> but he did do something interesting. He twisted his breadsticks. He did. Right? Like a little technique he did. Yeah, because he thought it would help keep the ingredients in, mm-hmm. like the toppings. Yeah. So Prue said it was quite nice. Paul said that he did notice the twisting was quite nice and quite effective. It had a nice color. It was delicious. You can taste the crust, the caramelization, which is key. And in final judgment, Paul says it's got good color. It's got nice flavor. They're pretty good. And then he says, an Italian making ciabatta. Who would have thought it? (laughs) Oh, I think three producers in the corner did. Is that what we're alluding to? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. So at the very end... We hear from Giuseppe, he says, first place, can you believe that? Bread, there are so many things that could go wrong. Every time there's a bit of a gamble, you know what you put in, but you never know what you get out. Mm, very insightful. Yeah. And then Lizzie says something that only Lizzie knows. She <laughs> <laughs> I think she said something like, uh, they've, they've been having some happy tea or something in the back. And then they off their heads, think mine's second. So I think she's referring to the judges went a little batty with the judgment to think that she would be able to get second place. Okay. But I think she did well. So Yeah. And then Christelle says it's definitely a long prove and a short bake. She was sure of it. Mm-hmm. And clearly she was so wrong. And why do those guys keep picking on me? <laughs> I may have added some of the extra. Okay. Yeah. Now Rachika said that she's so rubbish at technical. Mm-hmm. She just doesn't understand. I feel yeah. bad for Chica. I do, I do. Yeah. I wanted her to have higher spirits. At this moment, we kind of get like a judges roundtable. We get two judges roundtables this episode. Did you notice that? It's a, it's a lot. Yeah. Because the first episode, we got like half a roundtable. <laughs> yeah. And usually, I only get one roundtable pizza a week. Hmm. Pretty good pizza. Anyway, judges roundtable. Uh, first thing they say is, Jargon is trouble. And then they don't say it because the producers wanted him to be. <laughs> they left that part out. Um, they say Maggie and Mochika are also in trouble. They need to step up their game. Chiggs is in the middle, but he could also drift down to trouble. <laughs> I don't know why they said that. They don't usually address the middle too much, but this time they did. And they said that the two challenges so far have played into Giuseppe's plate or Giuseppe's like, um, like his kind of like his lane into his strong suits. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not being said that this is what they wanted. <laughs> right. Giuseppe had the perfect baking day. He did. Much. Credit to him, though. I mean, he still has to do the bakes. No, he still has to do the bakes. Yeah. Like, it's not often that one baker gets a handshake 
in the signature, and then also wins the technical. You can't do any better than that for the first challenges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, like he's clearly on top at this moment. And then they kind of get into a conversation about like kissing bread. And Paul said, Paul said he's never kissed a loaf before, to which everybody else makes fun of him. Have you kissed a loaf? No. Oh, okay. Well, then you haven't lived. Have you? <laughs> no, actually, I haven't. Oh. I also haven't lived. <laughs> I, I mean, sometimes I eat bread and I accidentally kiss it while I'm eating because I'm eating it so fast because it's so delicious. Nom, nom, nom. Mm-hmm. That happens, right? Yeah. We'll post that on our Instagram a picture of you kissing bread. At Quick Mix Podcast, and I can't promise that this will be on there. <laughs> <laughs> How to do the plug, though. Yeah. Always coming through with the plug. All right, shall we get into the showstoppers? Let's. Showstoppers. So for the showstopper this week, uh, the bakers are tasked with making a themed milk bread display. It needs to be three-dimensional. 3D again. Yeah, no, no 2D bake. <laughs> Couldn't they just say that every time? <laughs> Yeah, they, they can. Okay. You see the shape and the decor need to reflect a chosen theme. The bread must be soft on the inside. However, it must have a tender crust and has and have a slightly sweet flavor. The bakers get four and a half hours, which is actually pretty long. Um, Paul says the milk bread needs to be smooth. Prue says people don't make milk bread enough. It's a wonderful loaf. Have you had milk bread before? I have. I have. Yeah, it's pretty good, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I agree with you. People don't make it enough. Mm. Why aren't people making me more milk bread? <laughs> <laughs> you tell me. Why aren't people making me more milk bread? They didn't know you like it, but now they do, so they're going to start making it for you. That seems like a lot of expectations. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's get to Amanda. Amanda is making I Just Fish We Had More milk bread. Very funny. That was good. <clears throat> but... So her title is I Just Fish We Had More. But what she's actually making is an octopus. Right. Do you consider an octopus a fish? I don't think so. I don't think so, Amanda. Nice try there, Amanda. We had a lot of sea life here. We did, surprisingly. I was like... Three people, right? Yeah, I was like, the challenge is milk bread, so it doesn't, it's not necessarily like ocean-y, right? No. We had two octopuses. Amanda's the first. Hmm. Yeah, no. Uh, her octopus is made on milk bread and also ha- comes, comes with cinnamon shells on the side. And then there's also little hermit crabs filled with uh, coconut and mango puree. So they're kind of accompanying her octopus. During judging, they said the design is very good. She did a good job in that. She lost in definition on the milk bread octopus itself. However, it was utilized to make the octop- octopus look the way it does, I guess, like. I guess if it was too much definition, it wouldn't look like octopus. Uh, I don't know what they were trying to go for there. There aren't too many fit octopi. Yeah, right. Uh, they said it was a clever and delightful design. When they taste the bread, they say the sweetness is just right and the texture is spot on. And that was very brioche-like. So they said a terrific job done. So Amanda's doing very good this week, I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Yep. Probably not going home. Nope. Probably not. Probably not. All right, up next we have Chiggs, and he's making a honey milk bread picnic basket mm-hmm. inspired by family picnics as a child. Yep. And his milk bread will be featuring orange blossom honey-flavored milk bread with fruits and cheeses. Not real fruits and cheeses, but fruits and cheeses. Because that would be cheating. Right. Right. Made out of bread. Mm-hmm. To which Matt 
says that he uses bread to make bread because in the basket is also bread. Very insightful, Matt. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You get paid the big bucks to make these kind of comments. That's right. And sing to us every episode. Yep. <laughs> During judging, Prue says that it's beautifully done. It's really well made, but she doesn't get a lot of the orange blossom flavor. Apparently, orange is hard to come through unless you're Giuseppe. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Paul says it's not bad. It looks well proved. You can see how round it is. You get a hint of something aromatic in the back. It's light and fluffy. The textures are good. The colors are pretty consistent. Good design. It's simple, but highly effective. <clears throat> yep. An aromatic picnic basket. I think I would know a certain bear that would go, hey, boo-boo. Uh-huh. I like Chig's picnic basket. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's go steal this picnic basket. Are you talking about Jürgen? Jürgen the bear? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think his name was like, yo, I, I, I'm like, I, I don't remember it. Hey, boo-boo. It's Yogi the Bear. <laughs> okay. I don't know why I felt like I need to hide the fact that I knew the name of the bear. <laughs> <I> was... <clears throat> uh, anyway, got a lot of bears this episode. Right. Bears, octopuses, picnic baskets. I'm kind of going on a tangent. Next we have Christelle. Christelle is our client. Or Christelle is making bready for a Sunday roast. Because who isn't bready for a Sunday roast? We learned that Christelle usually does a family roast, but since the pandemic, she's been doing her family roast online during lockdown. So I was like, do it, does everybody just make their own roast and then they just eat it through like Zoom or something? I think so. That's pretty cool. <clears throat> Sounds like a lot that. of work though. That's true. Because when you actually do it in person, only one person has to make a roast, babe. Like there's like six people <laughs> doing their own roast. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Huh? And then there's also a lot of roasts, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Those roasts are delicious. So her bread is kind of shaped like a rotisserie chicken. Um, it comes with a maple glaze. And there's like a salted caramel gravy bolt. Pretty cool. And Doug Judging did say that she was very clever with the theme. However, the chicken should be a little higher. It was kind of a little bit flat. So if it was an octopus, it would have been okay. <laughs> but if it's a chicken, it needs to be higher. And no kind of jokes that it was a spatchcock or a mm, spatchcock chicken. Mm, mm. How, do you, how do you say that? Yeah. A spatch cock chick Where they're split. Yeah, yeah, split. And then you put like a brick on it or something. Mm. Yeah. Uh, they said the crackling on it could have been darker. However, the flavors were great. The textures were lovely. There was a nice sweetness. And overall, really nice bread. Also made me want to go to Costco and buy a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> so, props to Christelle. That's pretty that. good if it made you want to do that. Yeah. I mean, Costco rotisserie chicken. So cheap. <laughs> it is the lost leader of Costco. It is plus those hot dogs. <clears throat> I heard that they lose two dollars on every rotisserie chicken mm. that like you buy from there. Mm-hmm. But also they keep the rotisserie chickens in the back of the store, so you walk through the whole store to get right, it. Right, right. And by the time you come home, you have like four hundred dollars of stuff. That's right. Yep. Anyway, that's, right. that's been the Costco podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and up next we have Freya, who's making an under the sea milk bread display. Sebastian would be proud. Under the sea. Under the sea. Uh Uh-huh. I forgot the rest of the lyrics. Do you know it? I was waiting for it. Do you know the rest of the lyrics? Only you sing on this podcast. No, you could. (laughs) You could sing. Anyway, Freya's making... (laughs) (laughs) She's using soy milk instead of whole milk and using coconut milk powder instead of milk powder. 
Mm. She does let us know, though, you do not taste the coconut. It will be featuring hazelnut praline-filled crab and a marzipan starfish mm. with a chocolate-filled tear and share turtle. Tear and share. I like the tear and share. Tear and share is always good. What was the opposite of the tear and share? Keep and weep? Keep and weep. <laughs> was that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we get a scene of Freya and Noel arm wrestling. Mm. I, have some, I have some questions about this. All right. Do you think Noel is really trying? No. All right, well, that's my question. Okay. I agree with <laughs> I watch professional arm wrestling, so I know when somebody is trying. Okay. <laughs> I'm an expert. All right, during judging, all of a sudden, Freya's wearing glasses. Were they there before? I don't know. I don't think so. I think they were new. <laughs> so I'm not sure about that. Prue says that she thinks it's very amusing and the crab shell is so realistic, it's beautifully done, nicely baked, tastes good, and loves the look of it. She thinks it's just hilarious, but in a good way. Mm. Paul says that he likes the crab. It's very neat. It was a nice milk bread. The structure was light. It holds its shape, and the sweetness levels are just right as well. So overall, I think pretty high praise for Freya. <clears throat> yeah, she did really well. Just using all of her like substitute ingredients. Yeah. Mm. She's doing pretty well keeping with her vegan theme and producing good bakes. Definitely. And a good pronunciation of caffeinated drink. Like <laughs> cappuccino. Yes. Next we have George. Uh, George is making the very hungry koala. Koala. Um, koalas are very hungry all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. They love to eat those koalas. Koalas also like caffeinated drinks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Koalas love coffee. Everybody knows that, right? Yeah. He says his uh, kid's favorite uh, animal is a koala. Very cute bear. There's another bear. I didn't think about that. Yeah. We got a lot of bears. We do. Um, he said the koala's legs will be filled with chocolate and tahini. He says this is the first time he's practiced it. Or the first time that he practiced it, it came out looking like a horrendous sea turtle. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, hopefully it got better after that. Luckily, during judging, it is better than a horrendous sea turtle because Prue says it looks adorable. Paul says that it's simple, but the design works. However, there was one flaw. is that it's kind of heavy because what George kind of did was he stacked a lot of milk bread, mm. which in turn uh, kind of flattened it out and made it heavy because I guess uh, generally milk bread is kind of softer. And when you do that, it won't really like stand, stand the weight of things. Right. So... um. That was the one flaw of it. However, the bread is sweet enough, and generally they like the bread overall and the design. So well done to George on his koala. Do you think if George had made two koalas and named them Paul and Prue, he would have done better? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. He would have got Star Baker. Just like when he had <laughs> Paul and Prue Airlines the week before. <laughs> he just names everything Paul and Prue. Yeah, that's a solid strategy. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think I would be on. I think. I think so. On to doing that. Mm-hmm. Well, up next we have Giuseppe. He's making your five a day bake milk bread with an inordinate amount of fruit and veg because they eat a lot at home. Mm. Not because they want to set an example for the kids, but because they genuinely like it. Mm. They like it. <laughs> right. It'll be featuring orange zest and cinnamon flavor with an orange liqueur and honey glaze featuring carrots, 
apples, mushrooms. They call them courgettes. We call them zucchini, right? Yeah, they, they say a lot of things that are way fancier than what we say. Yeah. And it sounds better. It does. Courgette? Am I saying it right? <laughs> Probably not. And a pumpkin. Look like a pumpkin to me. <laughs> During judging, Prue says it's actually quite simple, but he executed it beautifully. It's absolutely delicious, and the texture is lovely. Mm. Paul says that the design is incredible, and he thinks that Giuseppe did an amazing job. The texture is there. It's light. It bounces back. The flavors are there as well. Mm. He said it's hard to get the orange to come through in the bread, but because he used the zest, the zest is a much purer form of orange. So he was able to get the orange flavor through the zest. So he did something very clever there. So, I don't know. Giuseppe might win this week. Yep. All right, next we have Jürgen. Jürgen is making the baby, like the rapper. No, just kidding. The baby. <laughs> um, that would have been amazing. Yeah. So, at one point, Jürgen is, like, preparing his bread, and he's just, like, slamming it on the table very loudly. <laughs> yeah, and everyone yeah. is kind of like, what is Jürgen doing? Yeah. And he's like, ha ha, I didn't get all what got yesterday. So I'm getting it today. And he just kept slamming the bread on the table. I was like, woo, this is very intense, Jürgen. I was like, is Jürgen, like, working out some, like, frustrations with the bad day he had yesterday? I don't know. Could be. <laughs> Could be. Uh, he says that when they heard the challenge, uh, the milk bread, his wife immediately thought of a baby because a baby is round, drinks a lot of milk, and is sweet. Um, his milk bread baby is also surrounded by two milk bottles filled with vanilla and chocolate creme mousseline. And when he's describing it, Prue is like, I'm not too excited to eat a baby. And they said, ha ha, you can leave it for Paul. And then there comes a lot of like baby eating jokes, which I'm like, I don't know, this is the... <laughs> I guess is this the right like is this a kind of a good joke to kind of just like ride throughout the rest of the episode? It's Apparently not. Matt does because he keeps making jokes about it. Yeah, it's I'm like odd. I don't know about this. I don't think this is a good joke, you guys. I'm with you on that. Yeah, so uh, maybe this isn't Jurgen comedy hour. <laughs> this episode. <laughs> During judging, this is the flavor is incorporated into the bread. is very clever. The uh, the baby itself is simple, but it works. The flavor is lovely. Sweetness level is right. It's a little underproved, but overall good. So I think Jurgen kind of bounced back with his uh, baby. Did this baby have a pacifier in its mouth? I thought it did, didn't it? It had a weird shape, so I was assuming it was a pacifier. Yeah, or maybe like a piece of bread. Oh, the baby it had bread in his mouth. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, that's the theme of the week, right? True, true. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Jurgen bouncing back. Okay, up next we have Lizzie. Lizzie talks about walking her dog, something about chewing a hog, a hog with a mango. Tea. <laughs> <laughs> sure. She's making a pig banquet, though. Yep. With mango tea from her local tea shop and added sweetness from condensed milk. Mm-hmm. Honey glaze. Honey glaze. She likes condensed milk in her coffee. And yep. then I think she says something like Maggie told her it's going to kill her and clog an artery. Maggie's a Debbie Downer. <laughs> <laughs> We also learn that Lizzie actually had a pet pig called Susie who died because it slipped on the ice yeah. and they had to put her down. She also let us know that they did not eat Susie. No. So that was good. Yep. Okay. What did you think about this? The joke? No. What did you think about this concept? The pig? Yeah. 
better than a baby. Okay, true. <laughs> <laughs> true. It, what it did just, you think about it? It just seemed a little odd to me. I'm not sure why, but... There's kind of a lot of inappropriate jokes between the baby and the... I mean, it's not a joke that her big kept on ice. It's right, kind of Noel a tragedy. Said, didn't Noel say something like, "Was it ice skating?" Yeah, <laughs> I think Noel was very amused by it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, I, "The humor in this episode is kind of weird, but whatever." It was. It was. Yeah. Okay. Well, during judging, Prue said one word: perfumed. <laughs> and Paul said everything else. Yep. He said that she caught a few of them in the oven, but he quite liked it. It looked like they were on a barbecue, which I guess kind of makes sense when you have a whole pig roast right mm-hmm. in a way yeah. the overall design is very clever it says that the pig had dropped a bit got kind of flat in shape there but he liked the texture it was light you get the tea not sure if he likes it but he can identify that that's the key thing so they mm. weren't too keen on the flavor it seemed like but at least you could taste what it was yep and it did look pretty good i thought mm-hmm. so i think lizzie's on a come up this episode yeah lizzie's on the rise she could win this i don't know about that okay <laughs> producer said i don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> next we have maggie maggie is making things you'd find in a rock pool which is uh, apparently you would find an octopus in a rock pool because that's what she's making <laughs> her octopus uh, milk bread is seaweed flavored and she's like has anyone ever tried seaweed before <laughs> i don't think anyone has and paul's like i tried it before so um her octopus is decorated with royal icing and she's not using salt because she said the seaweed is already salty. Mm. Mm. Um, and then, while she's describing her bake, she says, yeah, I mean, during this the challenge, I'm going to try a bit more concentration and less chatting, which I think was her clue to the judges and, like, the host that, like, they need to go. Right. To, <laughs> right. Like, stop stop talking, talking to, to me. me. I'm trying to bake here. I don't have a lot of time to do this. And, yeah, at one point, she said that when she originally did it, it was a six-legged octopus. And Amanda was like, what do you call that? And she was like, a sexypus. Yeah. Like, they all laugh, and Freya's, like, laughing, because she thinks it's funny. Um, which is kind of funny. During judging, they said the design is very abstract, and I think that they meant that in a bad way. And then Paul says, is this four and a half hours of work? To which uh, Maggie says, yeah, well, it was for me. And I know, like, good answer, Maggie. I thought that was pretty funny, actually. Yeah. The way that she replied. Yeah, I thought it was, it was funny. Keep Paul in check, you know? Right. However, they said the bread was underproved, and there's no flavor, not enough seaweed. And Pooh actually says that it needed salt. So Maggie's idea that the seaweed would be salty enough to salt the bread mm-hmm. didn't really work out here. Right. So, yeah, tough, tough uh, judging for Maggie. It was tough. And finally, we have Roshika. She's making a bird cage. Mm-hmm. It's featuring cinnamon and nutmeg flavored bread, chocolate and praline nest, pineapple curd eggs, and a cinnamon flavored bird. It's based on the bird bath of her nan's garden. She says that she's done it and it's worked three times. Matt asks her if she likes birds and she says not really, but her nana mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. Then he asks if she likes baking and she says not right now. <laughs> so I felt like Rochiko was a little defeated. I Already. definitely think she was defeated. After right. like getting last place in the technical two weeks in a row. Yeah. I think she was defeated. I felt bad for her. Yeah. So during judging, Prue says there's certainly something wrong with the proportions. That mm-hmm. little bird, if it was upright, couldn't have laid those eggs in a million years. 
it's delicious, but the texture is not right. Mm-hmm. So right off the bat there, conceptually, it just wasn't very strong. No. Paul says that it was overproved and you lost it because it's going flat. It's a bit tight <laughs> and underproved as well. So it was overproved and it was underproved because of the different sizes that he, she was creating. Yeah. They basically prove at different rates, right? Yep. He did say that the cinnamon and sweetness levels are right. It's just the dough is too dense. Mm. And then he says, when you look at that and you say it's four and a half hours of work, he wouldn't believe her. Mm. Very harsh. He phrased it in a way where she couldn't even make a I know. comeback. <laughs> like he learned did. from Maggie. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to ask that question again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it did not look too great, unfortunately. <clears throat> yeah, I felt bad for Rotika. Yeah. So uh, after all the judging, we get a judges roundtable, and they say most people did a pretty good job. They say Giuseppe is very clever, and they also say that Freya is up there. So Freya, oh, yeah. they really like that crap. Yeah, they did. Uh, they said Jurgen saves himself, so he's no longer in trouble. And then they said the for the people who struggled, Maggie, her bake had no flavor, and Rochika's whole thing didn't work. There was no loaf of bread there. They're very harsh on Maggie and Rochika. Yeah. So definitely one of them is going home. Yep. And then we get into, uh, you know, final judgment here. So they're about to announce our baker, and the camera is like going between Giuseppe and Freya. And I was like, we all know it's going to be Giuseppe. <laughs> <laughs> like, Freya did good, but I don't think she got a handshake and was first in the technical. You know? She did good, but she didn't do hella good. No, I think like the gap between like first place and second place was really large this episode. Like Giuseppe was clearly on top. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, Starbaker is clearly Giuseppe. And I mean, he did a good job. Mm-hmm. And also the producers wanted him to win. Actually, that's conspiracy theory. I don't know that. What do I know? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> they have to send somebody home. Uh, Maggie and Machika are going home, and and or or Ruchika are going home. The camera kind of like, like focuses on them too, and unfortunately, it's Ruchika. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of sad. She had a she had a bad day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ruchika says it's come to an end, and I've really enjoyed it. Not everyone gets to bake in the, the bake off tent. I'm proud of where I got to, and I will keep on baking. So you keep on baking, Ruchika. Maggie says, I seem to have scraped through. He survived another week. Jurgen says, I can't win all the star bakers. <laughs> and Giuseppe says, star baker, can you believe that? I better savor it because it ain't gonna happen again. But, you know, it might. Giuseppe's a good baker. I don't know. Is next week German week? <laughs> <laughs> they did announce next week. Did you catch what it was? It was it's desserts. Desserts, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Deserts week. <clears throat> it's desert week. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a good intro that was. <laughs> like two seasons ago, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that the episode. Do you have anything else to add about the final decisions? No. No. Right. Uh, congratulations for talking me off Giuseppe. <laughs> and picking Rochica. Thank you. I will take these congratulations. <laughs> Let me enjoy them and savor them. Ah, uh, so good. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's get into our segments. Uh, what was your funniest moment of the episode? Wow. I don't... There was a time where Giuseppe called Noel Neal. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. That was kind of funny. Yeah, that was pretty good. I think, though, my favorite was just when Noel actually came out as Wally 
and all Freya said was, "There he is." <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. The that was way pretty that good. It was phrased. That was in contention for my funniest moment too. What was your funniest mm. moment? Uh, I also thought the cupcake in quarantine. Was oh funny. yeah, that was good. That's that was good. good. Uh, my funniest moment is a really random moment where like it was during the technical, and like George he has like a big like he has a big bowl of like dough. <laughs> like you're supposed to cut that, you're supposed to cut the dough. Are you supposed to take it out of the bowl and cut it? Yeah. For some reason, he, he like sticks his knife in the, oh, yeah, yeah, the bowl, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he cuts it, and it just like it makes no difference because it just like he just goes goes back, like it just the it cut doesn't matter. Again. Yeah. Yeah. And he he just looks at the camera, and is like I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, that was good. <clears throat> well, that was my funniest moment. Nice. What was your? Oh, my other funniest moment is like talking you off of uh, picking Giuseppe. For this week. <laughs> okay. I laughed at that at the end. Right. When it was so clearly going to be him. Anyway, right. what was your favorite bake this episode? My favorite bake of the episode was not, I guess, well, I'm going to say Giuseppe's breadsticks. His breadsticks? Yes. Okay. Because I just wanted to try a breadstick of that magnitude. <laughs> you wanted to try a breadstick that was a whole meal? Kind of. Yeah. I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah, those things were huge. Like, never. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going with Giuseppe. I'm going with Focaccia. I want to get the handshake. Oh, I want okay. the Paul's like, give me that recipe. Yeah. I want that recipe, Giuseppe. Yeah. And then once he gets it, he never does anything with it. He just like keeps it in the drawer in his like closet for a quarter or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Next week, desserts week. Yep. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be Star Baker? We cannot pick Giuseppe. I'm trying well, to think of who's good at desserts. I am going to say Lizzie. Lizzie? Sorry, no, I don't okay. think so. I don't think so. <laughs> what? You built that up. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I, well, I, I want to just throw someone out there to see if you're going to try to talk me off of it. No, no. I, I won't talk you out of it. Okay, Lizzie. Star Baker next week? Yep. I'm going Christelle. Christelle? Yeah. Okay. I think that she's going to make some really interesting flavors that are going to separate her from the pack. Okay. Who's going home next week? I am going to say George. George? Yep. Okay. I'm going to say Maggie. Uh, I wanted to... I just can never say her. You, You want her to say? She's very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I can't pick her. All right. Well, I, I will. I'll pick her for you. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> okay. So our star bakers are? I forgot. Christelle. And Lizzie. Mm-hmm. And going home next week are? Maggie. And George. Correct. All right. <clears throat> we will see about that. And we will also catch you guys next week when we cover desserts week. Until then, guys, keep it cool. I don't know what else to say here. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. (coughs) You can keep this in. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.